Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 409th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the NBA Finals being settled, and it will feature the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers uh, facing off and should be fascinating with LeBron playing his old team, the Miami Heat, which will be priceless. Lest we forget, it didn't end all that well when LeBron left to go back to the Cavaliers, left the Heat. Uh, So it didn't end all that well with Pat Riley, still the, uh, you know, overarching figure of the Miami Heat and in the league in general. So you just have to know that... uh, you know, Pat Riley would not love nothing less than to take LeBron out in the finals. Obviously, I'm based up here in Boston, so I watched literally every second of the Heat Celtics. Uh, a lot of disappointment up here with the Celtics uh, getting taken out in six, uh, especially after they came back from game five. People had a really good feeling that uh, maybe they had found themselves, the Celtics, that is. But ultimately, they didn't, and watching every game, it just felt like each game, somebody from Miami, you know, came up big. Last night, it was clearly uh, Bam Adebayo with a career-high 32 points, and coupled with Andre Iguodala, he of the uh, Golden State rings and championships, Uh, having his season high. This, of course, comes on the heels two games ago, game four of 20-year-old Tyler Hero uh, having basically the best game uh, as a rookie, 37 points since Magic Johnson way back in 1980. uh, Won the NBA championship by beating the Sixers with 42 points. That's when Jabbar was out, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Magic jump center and had that legendary 42-point game. But at the end of the day, you know, the Celtics were right there. They were holding leads in the fourth quarter. This was really a repeat of what went on with the Raptors as well as with the Heat. They, they just couldn't hold leads. It's kind of going to be my take home. Uh, but they went on our 23-6 to run. Uh, the Heat did and put the Celtics away. Just that simple. So all credit to the Heat. Um, they've had an amazing postseason run. Uh, very likable team. I mean, I, I live here in Boston. I like the Celtics. And uh, yet I grew to really uh, enjoy watching and respect this Heat team. Uh, you know, they're, they're fun to watch. You, you know, all of them. Jimmy Butler, Duncan Robinson, just deadly shooter, like Steph Curry level shooter, just incredible. Um, You know, it got to a point where when they took shots, I expected them to make them. Uh, And, uh, you know, a lot of times they did. Doran Dragic, excuse me, Dragon, uh, also came up big in a couple games. Jimmy Butler, of course, just was a, a constant big, but more importantly, he's the closer. 
he was just like in the Heat's back pocket if they needed him uh, as a closer that would close out the game if need be. Uh, so, yeah, should be a good final. Again, Miami really just lost two games to the Celtics and one game to the Bucks. So I think they finished and they swept the first series. So I think they were 12-3 and three so far in the postseason. That's amazing. And the Lakers look good, uh, taking out, you know, the amazing Denver Nuggets. Uh, even though the Lakers had a 3-1 lead, they didn't, they, they didn't give it up like the Jazz and the Clippers. And uh, they won all their series as 4-1. So good for them. Uh, my bizarre story of the week was watching the Falcons. Atlanta Falcons collapsed for the second week in a row, this time letting the Bears back in. To win the game. It's a historic stuff. I think they're the first team in the NFL to give up uh, 15 point leads in the fourth quarter to lose twice in a season. And they've done it two weeks in a row in, se- in weeks two and three. So just amazing. Bottom line, uh, you know, as up here in Boston, as a Patriot season ticket holder, the, it's obvious to me the Falcons have never recovered since their Super Bowl collapse versus the Patriots, period, as in 28 to 3. Need I say more? And my low light of the week is uh, watching again on NFL Red Zone all day yesterday is the Eagles-Bengals tie. Nobody likes a tie. Uh, it became a tie when uh, an Eagles lineman moved on a 58-yard field goal try in overtime that would have put the game away for the Eagles, won it. Uh, but instead... Surprisingly, they punted on fourth down, and I was wondering, you know, wondering why they just didn't go for a Hail Mary. Uh, so it just seemed rather odd to me, I realized, if they miss a Hail Mary or just simply a, I think there was 18 seconds left, or just simply a pass that gets them a first down, then they, uh, you know, uh, give the Bengals the ball in really good field position, like really good. And I get that. But nonetheless, to quote Homer Edwards, we play the game to win. And it just seemed baffling, especially for Doug Peterson, the coach. He of the Philly special call in the Super Bowl to beat the Patriots a few years ago. He's always impressed me as someone who's a risk taker and could not have played that one more conservative. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Inglehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. A brave heart is anyone with the courage to be of service to others. If you have that courage, then Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold is for you. Even if you aren't yet, you'll want to still tune in to get inspired, create your own story to share, and change your life for the better. Listen to the stories of service and courage shared by amazing guests and your input too. Listen for Bravehearts Radio Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember, doing good anywhere does good everywhere. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472-5788 or you can email me at iir at comcast.net and it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert AP Studham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well joins us and AP how you doing today? Hey I'm doing great John so glad to be on your show after this first week of SEC football. Exactly uh, it felt like College football started this past weekend. I mean, we obviously it's been going on for a couple weeks with, uh, let's just say, some of the smaller schools, a few big names, but the SC, no names are bigger than the SEC from top to bottom, and we certainly got a good view of that when uh, Mississippi State goes into Baton Rouge and knocks off defending national champion Louisiana State LSU. And I watched the game live. It was just amazing. And uh, the uh, quarterback for Mississippi State transferred from Stanford, rang up 623 yards, um, like an all-time record or 11th highest total ever or something like that. uh, Yes. Ever in the history of college football. (laughs) So it was just amazing to watch, and AP, I'm sure you were watching. It was just a remarkable game. Uh, it was a wow by any standard. Yeah, John, and that's pure coaching as far as getting so many yards against LSU. Uh, at Mississippi State, for many years, they couldn't throw the football, you know, after Dak Prescott left. and Right. I mean, I don't know if they have the best talent at wide receiver, but if you just get the ball to somebody in the right spot and they can make some yardage, you don't have to be the best quarterback in the country. You don't have to have the best receivers, but your scheme can certainly contribute to the success of your team. And that's what happened on Saturday in Baton Rouge uh, from a depleted LSU team that graduated, I think half the university to the NFL. Yep. And I'm sure LSU fans would take the trade off. <laughs> they they showed the yes. national championship banner flying high above Delft Valley, and uh, any angst connected with losing their first game of the season would be, in my mind, more than made up by simply looking up at that flag and remembering last year's epic year. But the coach of Mississippi State, I'm a big fan. I think you are too, Mike Leach. Mike Leach has been a guest on this very show, and he was a tremendous guest a couple years ago. I had met him at the MIT, Massachusetts Institute of Technology Sports Symposium a couple years ago. It's an annual event up here in Boston. We had a nice chat. I really liked him uh, and asked him, you know, if he'd come on my show. He did. Gave me his number, and we connected, and... So I'm a big Mike Leach fan. AP treated me very well that day and was a great guest to boot. Mm. And uh, you know, and then watching the post game interview, I think they asked him about you know a seismic upset, and he said, I think his answer was, you know, it, it was a better than average day. <laughs> um, right. So right. there's yeah. just some about him. He has a pirate fixation, as yeah. I think we all know. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I was really happy for him. I mean. For him, you know, I mean, air, you know, he was the air raid offense from at Texas Tech. Washington, you know, did well at Washington State. Put it this way: when Mike Leach is coaching, chances are uh, high that you're going to have a very exciting game. Period. And yeah, we certainly did well, on yeah, Saturday. His are, yeah, his teams are going to move the ball Correct. in the air. They certainly are, and and I think that. Uh, I don't know if this will change the league at all, but 
I mean, there's been a shift that way in the SEC to throw the football quite a bit, like all the other conferences. So, sure. but I, I was I was surprised. I mean, you know, LSU's defense last year, John, they gave up some points to people. I, I thought uh, more than than I would I I imagined. You know. 40 points and whatever. So uh, even though they had those good players that went on to the NFL, uh, they didn't shut down people. Uh, they played good defense, enough to win a championship and go 15-0, and of course. But they were susceptible to uh, teams scoring points against them, large numbers. Yes, yes, exactly. It really, it wasn't about the defense last year. I mean, <clears throat> no. they're fine. I think LSU defense is always good, and they always send players to the NFL. But it was, you know, last year was about Joe Burrow and 60 touchdowns. And but was it five yes. picks or something? Just, you know, yeah, high-popping and, and the receivers, Yeah, yeah, and the receivers, the tight end, and the running backs all catching passes. I mean, substantial numbers. I mean, that year, John, great in LSU too. history, I don't know if that's ever going to happen again. I don't foresee it. Oh, yeah. It was an all-time historic season by any standard. Just no doubt about it. Um, yeah. and that, Yeah, that's the gold standard. No pun intended, right? Exactly. It truly is the gold standard. Uh, Why well, you yourself have said, AP, that, you know, in your estimation, Cam Newton had the greatest season ever by a college football player. You've been saying that for years until mm-hmm. last year. And you had to yeah. give it up for Joe Burrow, and I think everybody would concur. Probably the greatest season yeah. by a quarterback in college football history, period. So, Oh, yeah. It, but, and, and, John, you know, you know, moving forward from that game, although LSU is extremely disappointed, rightfully so, right. what if Mississippi State has a banner year? Correct. And beats beats a number of other teams in the SEC that are ranked. You can use that one game and say, oh, okay, our opening loss was to Mississippi State, who went on to beat XYZ in our conference, all in the top 15. So I would, if I'm an LSU fan, yes, I'm sad, but there's a lot of football to be played, and you'll have Alabama and Baton Rouge soon enough. Correct. Good point. And, yeah, it's uh... – yeah, yeah, with Mike Leach and, you know, that quarterback. I loved his post-game interview. He was so humble and so yeah. happy to be there and talked about the journey out of Stanford. I guess he was hurt. He said he couldn't throw a ball a year a year ago yeah. Saturday. And he was just so likable, you know. And Oh, yes. You know he was happy. He was happy oh, to be there, to be anywhere. It was just fantastic. You just had to love the kid. Um so yeah, it's just going to be uh, anything. You know, it's twenty twenty AP. Anything feels possible because you know LSU was not the only top six team to lose. Uh, Oklahoma no. lost to Kansas yes. State at home. By again, the way. again, right? Again, they lost. K State beat them last year as well. So you know that just I look at that AP and I suddenly just say, okay. Yeah, it's 2020. Two of the six, top six teams have lost in one in week six or week one. One team, LSU, I think they were third or fourth. So they lose their home mm-hmm. opener as defending national right. champs. And right. then you have, you know, Oklahoma State, not their first game. I think maybe their third, uh, losing mm-hmm. to K State for the second year in a row. But both, both Oklahoma and LSU lost at home. So, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I, I guess my conclusion, not conclusion too early to tell, but my, I'm wondering is like all the craziness associated with launching this season, if it's somehow leveling the playing field, if you know what I mean. Right, you don't have the practice, yeah, you don't have the the spring ball and the the number of practices, and and John, is this, I mean, how many times are we going to see Oklahoma with no defense? Over yes, and over, and, year after year after year. Yeah, and it really, AP, like, it was being openly talked about, uh, certainly by the announcers. Mm-hmm. And if I, I think I saw mm-hmm. the Oklahoma defensive coordinator being, mm-hmm. you know, in, during a press conference, and it felt like maybe he was mm-hmm. even addressing it. Like, it, it seems suddenly, AP, mm-hmm. to be out in the open. 
like great offense, but their defense just, you know, we all remember what LSU did to them in the, in the college football semifinal last year, college playoff. Uh, what, right. what they have 40, 50 points at halftime 49 or something at ridiculous yeah right i think it was yeah i think it was 49 at halftime john and six touchdown passes or something like that for joe burrow yeah. but yeah i yeah. mean so now the cat is out of the bag it seems with oklahoma's yeah. defense um it, it, and that's a kansas state team that john that lost the week before to did they lose to arkansas state they may have uh, you know i I'm not, and, not um, exactly sure. Iowa State, yeah, Iowa State lost to Louisiana, I believe, on the same Bill weekend. Snyder. I think that's the Bill case. Bill Snyder is no longer coaching him, I noticed. No. Um, yeah, no, he, he's not coaching him, no. That, that one slipped uh, by me when he, when he left for some yeah, reason. Yeah, and, and John, the field goal kicker, he was not very tall, but my goodness, he had a powerful leg, didn't he, Kansas State? I yes. Mean, you know, to win that game for him. Absolutely. And, yeah, and the running back's not very tall, Vaughn. Correct. Number 22. Correct. And in the end, they I mean, got it I, done. I, you know, you know, Kansas State, a fine program, always, you know, yes. always yes. capable of beating anybody, period, anywhere. Yes. They're a quality yes. program. and But I think what I was anxious to see and everybody else, AP, was, you know, on the heels of the last three quarterbacks they've had, a couple of Heisman Trophy winners of, you know, right. Baker Mayfield, you know, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler, great name, off to a quick start. So I, I was very excited to see, like, if he was going to be able to take them down the field uh, to win the game. Yes. And, of course, he threw an interception. So Yes, sure did. Um, so that was intriguing, to say the least. Um and, yeah, it was, a, again, just a great game. But, again, just two of the top six teams lose early in September. Um, and you have to just wonder, uh, again, what's going on at every university is so different from any other. Everybody has their own protocols whatnot. I think there's some uniformity, but nothing, to my knowledge, being dictated. So, I mean, and everybody's handling it differently and it just to me all adds up to the possibility that you know the, again it will level the playing field and lesser teams are, might have a better opportunity this year to be better teams or higher ranked teams we'll say given given it's 2020 i'll leave it at that <laughs> nothing more need be said right it's 2020 no no unusual circumstances and john what about Texas? Almost had a third team defeated on Saturday. And another team that's telling you they're trying to make a comeback, but until they have a defense, uh, I don't see them as a championship program. I mean, they might win the Big 12, but that's going to be the end of the sentence, just like Oklahoma last year. They got into the playoffs, and there were no challenge for LSU. And, John, when you look at that top 10, the only teams that I would say I fear if I was an opposing coach you know, I think Alabama can score against anyone. The defense, I think, will improve over the course of the season. Uh, and then Clemson, you know, they're powerful with Trevor Lawrence and the, their athletes that Dabo Sweeney has recruited to South Carolina. And then after that, I mean, I think Ohio State, Justin Fields, their quarterback, they have some great athletes assembled around him. But I don't think there's any other program um, that I've seen so far that I, I fear. A lot, of, a lot of good teams, but no great teams. And, of course, the Pac-12 are going to start up again. You know, maybe Oregon, USC. You know, USC, I think, will have a good offensive team. Right. I think they will. Pretty powerful. But it's always, in, in my mind, you know, how is your defense? That's it. It's so important. And, you know, and you mentioned the Texas game, AP, and – that was, for me, an all-time SEC, or excuse me, Big 12 game. Uh, I don't know what it was, 63 to 56 right. or whatever. Right, uh, right. It set some amazing record, highest-scoring Big 12 game ever, highest-scoring game and most points scored in a Texas game ever, whatever. It was some amazing statistic. Yeah. Texas was yeah. down 15 yeah. points late. 
It's kind of like uh, you, you thought they were going up against the Falcons in the fourth quarter. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry, Atlanta. I'm telling you, they get, couldn't resist right, that they one. Got, yeah, Texas Tech falconized, right? Falconized. There's the. No, you put a put a trademark on that word, AP. That could <laughs> that, that could have legs. Um, but yeah, or, or wings too. <laughs> wings, exactly. Uh, right, like falcons. Um, anyway, amazing. I watched that live. Amazing ending. Sam Ellinger, you know, just hit all the big throws that you had to do to make up a 15 de- point deficit. If I'm not mistaken, actually. Not only fourth quarter, I, I think it was under four minutes they were down 15, if I'm not mistaken. So, mm-hmm. but again, all time Big 12 game, the final score to me screamed Big 12, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm the defensive coaches at um, Texas Tech, John. When I get my check this week, I'm running <laughs> to the bank to make sure they don't bounce. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Very well spoken. Um, yeah, but they're, hey, you know, we all love scoring. Those games are fun, you know? Yes. I mean, oh, yeah, I, the fans, yeah, people love watching it, yeah. Oh, no question about it. I mean, I, I would like, put it this way, the minute I arrived at that game somewhere in the fourth quarter late, uh, I put down the clicker. I wasn't I wasn't moving off that game until it got settled. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. And I was rewarded handsomely with a lot of scores at the end and uh, crazy plays. But AP, we're already here at the end of our first segment together. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we'll talk the team you cover uh, closely. That, of course, is Alabama, who looked like Alabama on Saturday against Missouri. And we'll get to that discussion on the other side. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleiner interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 866 472 5788. 
or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we talked uh, Mississippi State, LSU, uh, upset by Mississippi State, Kansas State beating Oklahoma, Texas coming back to beat Texas Tech. But now let's uh, get to the, the school that you cover, none other than, of course, Alabama. And they looked impressive in their first game of the year up in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Yes, they did, John. And Mac Jones, he continued to play well. And I just received notice he's one of the players of the week uh, recognized by the coaching staff. He he threw for 249 yards, two touchdowns, 18 of 24. That's 75%. And that, that's, that's a pretty good day for a quarterback. And, uh, of course, Jalen Waddell had two touchdowns, a wide receiver kick returner. He was unstoppable, and he's just an exceptional player, uh, you know, on the offensive end and with the special teams. Uh, you know, Jalen, he's he, he's fabulous. I mean, he just continues to impress. Uh, he had a, you know, it's a career-high eight receptions. Yeah, career-high yes. eight receptions and... You know, it was amazing. You, you know, you converting. Yeah, you converting on six six first downs of the nine receptions. Wow. Yeah, it was a flashback to the receiver the Auburn hmm. uh, game he had last year, which was nothing short of amazing. Really, one of the best games by any player all year long. And boy, he just picked up where he left off. As far as I'm concerned, AP uh, Alabama suddenly. Maybe I shouldn't say suddenly, but Alabama is now turning out the best receivers in the country on a yearly basis and the NFL loves them all, you know, they really are yeah, it's like and, amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and Devonte Smith is on the other side, John, you know, he had a couple of 200 yard games. I think it was 1200 plus yards last season, came back for a senior year. They all came in together, that trio of Jerry, Judy and Henry Ruggs, the third. I mean, that's quite a receiving class. I mean, if you get one of those in your class, you're fortunate as a recruiting coordinator, you got three of them. I mean, Correct, and this is yeah, on the heels that's of very, very good. Yeah, very good evaluation. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 become a thing, AP, which uh, yes. uh, obviously you knew and a lot of people knew, but now it's just like it's a wow because you know you lose Jerry yeah. Judy and Henry Ruggs, course high picks in the NFL. This is on the heels of you yeah. know Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Um, in yeah. recent years, now you just have to step back yes. and say, like, wow, they're producing not only the best receivers in the country, but the guys who are going to be, you know, among the best NFL receivers potentially in the country. Uh, you know, watch Henry Ruggs, you know, with the Raiders now and uh, Jerry Judy with the Broncos, if I'm not mistaken. So, yes, yes. The, yeah. The, there could be an all an all star tsunami at the Pro Bowl of Alabama wide receivers in the coming there years. There you go, a convention, exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, so yeah, the, AP. They what can you say? The highest compliment you can pay. They look like Alabama on Saturday. No surprise. Exactly <laughs> what we all expect. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know the deep. Yeah, the defense will be a work in progress. The kicking game was solid. Will Reichard return? He's healthy. They used the punter. They had three punters. They only took one, and finally worked out that they took Johnson. He was the punter on Saturday, but that probably would be a competition through the season. The two other uh, punters are well. But one of them is um, J.K. Scott's brother, who came from Air Force. I think his name really? is Charlie Scott. And then, T- and then yeah, and then Ty P. Ryan, who came in there midseason last year in Tennessee game. He can boom some kicks. He had a misfortune when he dropped the ball against Auburn. But so that's. I mean, it's nice to have three punters, John. <laughs> AP, what you just said is something that's music to Alabama fans' ears, which is, you know, oh, oh my goodness. the kicking game yeah. is in good shape because that has not been a given despite all the success of no. recent years. No. Uh, that was the one no. little bit of an Achilles heel if there was one. And it sounds like that's been corrected so far. Yeah, I think yeah, I think so. The punters and then Joseph Boulevard, he's the other kicker of note, and he's a powerful leg. And I think the combination of Will and Joseph – They'll, they'll get the job done this year, uh, I believe. Well, that's awesome. That's good to hear because, you know, again, it hasn't been a given. And I, I think there's nothing more 
Alabama fans would like to hear than nothing being said about the Alabama <laughs> game because it's simply solid. It's it's not a topic. Would be the loudest statement they could yeah. make. <laughs> Just that simple. Yeah. No. 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 And uh, so, John, you know, Alabama. Like I said, they're a, a good all-around team offense. Oh yeah. It. All you know, they upgraded. I think at the tight end position, we didn't see much of them Saturday, but Carl Tucker transfer from North Carolina, and the offensive line, plenty of depth, all-star caliber players from left to right. Uh, we mentioned the receivers. Najee Harris looks poised to make a run at the Heisman. You know, he's in tip-top yes. shape. Uh, they've got uh, good replacements for him as well, Trey Sanders and Brian Robinson Jr. and and Mac Jones, and then we got a chance to see the hot shot from Modern Day High School, Bryce Young, and he has a live arm, John. I can tell you right now. Quarterback. Quarterback Bryce Young from Modern Day High School. He's National oh, Player of the California. Year. From okay. California, right? So he was inserted into the game right away. He made a play. I think the ball was fumbled on the ground. He picked it up and rifled it on a pass just horizontally to the to the right, but. He showed a lot in just that one play. Now he got rid of the ball quickly and made something where there's a mishap. So you know that he's a a, a player that can extend plays and he he can run the ball. He's got quick feet. But I'm glad that Mac is there, and I believe that if if Mac has a strong year at Alabama, um, he he will graduate. I'm not sure if Mac graduated. I can't remember. He might have graduated already. I think he'll graduate, and you, you'll see him in the Senior Bowl in Mobile. That would be perfect. Perfect. Well, I'm yeah. glad, yeah. Yes. You know, I, I liked what he did, I think, coming in off the heel, you know, on the heels of, you know, Tua and Jalen Hurts and everything is, uh, you know, a hard thing to do, and he's done it well, and I give him a lot of credit for that, and he's clearly well-liked, and he's a player. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's going to be – uh, another good year at Alabama. And AP, I wanted to ask you, I saw where Nick Saban made a statement last week, apparently, that he would be in favor of a 10-game schedule going forward. Uh, i got to tell you, there's a part of me that wouldn't, wouldn't mind it myself. Uh, you know, uh, I think I said last yeah. week that I kind of liked the season getting started after Labor Day. And it was a late Labor Day, so we're talking, you know, September or whatever, 12th, 13th. Yeah. And obviously the SEC just started Saturday, which was, you know, the 26th. But right. Did you did you hear this statement, and what what did you make of it? Yeah, Nick Saban has been a proponent of the nine game schedule in the league, John. Because conference only. Most coaches, though, that yeah, conference only. That you know. Um, down the road, I mean, he was always a proponent of the nine games that would leave you three non-conference games. You know, the Alabama usually plays the one big opponent and two other games if it was going to be nine. But uh, but he likes, but he he can't seem to get the other coaches to approve because they're trying to get to that six-win level to qualify for the bowl season. Some of the teams. So right now, I mean, in the past, he has not had the votes to approve the nine games in the league yeah well i don't know what to say other than maybe less is more you know you get a lot of mismatches seems like there's two weekends a year where there's just the entire college football top 20 or whatever are playing lesser opponents and it's like almost feels like a bit of a throwaway week with some embarrassing scores and stuff like that i think we could all live without that you know maybe it is a situation of you know less is more sometimes it is Yes, yes, and, and it doesn't do much for the teams uh, like the Power Five teams, and gives them a little rest. Probably gives the backups a chance to pre- perform for their family and friends and and the fans. But uh, I just can't see Alabama competing against an FCS team in November. I, I mean, yeah. somebody can get hurt. I mean, uh, I just don't. See, I mean, you're not going to really learn very much about your team. Uh, you might maybe implement some trick plays to try or something that the other team will have to coach against down the road. I mean, there's always a, a positive benefit. It, you know, you'll find it somehow, some way, but 
uh, you know, it's a play for Alabama to play in the FCS school in November and fans have to sit through a 50 plus point win. It's not fun. Yeah. It is not fun. Yeah. Um, uh, so I agree. I agree. No, nobody wins. Uh, although I, you know, let's be clear. I, I do believe that these schools, lesser schools coming in to play the bigger schools get a pretty big payday. Uh, oftentimes enough that can carry their program for a while. Like yes. A really big yes. payday. If I'm not mistaken. Yes, they're going to have to do without it this season, though, John. The Correct. major conferences are not playing right. very That's, many um, non-Power 5 schools or FCF schools, right? Oh, I understand, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying there's yeah. an overall concept. That's oh, yes. What's, that, oh, yes. That's what's in it for yes. the smaller schools that are getting shellacked. Yes. <laughs> they oh, get yes. Big pay. It's all for the money. It's, yeah, it's, it's totally all for the money. money. Yeah, and in secondary is the experience for the players. They can say, I went to Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I went yeah. to Knoxville, Tennessee. I went to Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. I went to Columbus, Ohio, or, or I went to Austin, Texas. You know, something like that. Yeah. yeah hey, you and I were at the UConn, Michigan game at UConn yeah. a few years back, and it was epic. <laughs> it was spectacular. Sure was. Period. Yeah, it was. <laughs> just to see Michigan coming in uh, to yeah. East Hartford for that game was an awesome right. day. I'll forget it. Yeah, sure was. It was a lot of fun. It was great. That was one of the better sports events you and I have attended together, and we've attended a lot together. So, AP, uh, it was. It was incredible. So, there is something to be said for it, but I was interested in Nick Saban's comments. But anyway, we're at the end of our second segment. Why don't we take our final break, still a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get ready to go inside the lives of some of the top recording artists the music industry has known. Join host Troy Bronstein every week as he becomes a prince among queens. Troy discusses the careers and past, present, and future projects from these artists. And if there's time on each show, you just might hear some performance gems as well. Listen for Prince Among Queens every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. 
Before we get started, AP, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is tonight, two things, really. Lightning, Stars, Game 6, Stanley Cup Finals, and, of course, Ravens, Chiefs, Game of the Year here in Week 3. And then, AP, uh, baseball playoffs start tomorrow. What a week it's going to be, AP, in baseball. There's four games per day, I believe. Best of three series, 16 teams. So, AP, wow. you know, we're living the dream. You know, we just mm-hmm. got to witness two, the conference finals for the NBA get settled. So now we have the NBA finals opponents lined up. In the darkest days of the pandemic, AP, when there was no sports, we all thought and talked about with some of the plans being poured forth. Like, boy, if this all, if they pull this off, it's going to be an unbelievable September and October. And boy, yeah. here we are, and it is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, get, yeah, get to the tossing. store so you can get the, the batteries for your channel changer. <laughs> exactly right. I think my DVR, I don't know if it's going to make it through the end of the month, <laughs> um, <laughs> as in two days from now. <laughs> AP, Back it's up. Just a, Backing up. You know, I'm a DVRing fool these days, and it's just, it's nonstop. It's what we hoped for. Yeah. And for me, what the real kicker is, you know, whether it was early in the NBA and NHL playoffs or now tomorrow starting with baseball, when it's really fun is when you have weekday games starting at noon. Repeat, noon. Um, wow. Where you can watch <laughs> playoff games, not just games, postseason games. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, say what you want about baseball. Baseball postseason can present those moments of high drama that I will put up yeah. against any sport for moments of high drama. It really is. Right. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. yeah, that's incredible. The, the television schedule that's available. I mean, years ago, it dovetailed like the World Series, college football early October, then later October you get in the NBA, but not like this. I mean, probably never oh, yeah. happen again. Oh, absolutely. Way P, you know, just, you know, Saturday night after watching college football all day to tune in to Lakers Nuggets, watch the Lakers roll to the finals yesterday, watch NFL all day, and then tune into the Celtics. <laughs> again, playoff <laughs> games, not game games, playoff <laughs> games. Yeah. Conference finals right. in this case in basketball. <laughs> And then, oh, by the way, you know, let's might as well tune into the Stanley Cup Finals with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dallas Stars. Went to a Lightning game last March down in Tampa, so um, I, I, I like the Lightning, uh, having had the Lightning experience last March. Which, by the way, AP, I, I thought about it over the weekend. That's the last major sports event I attended in person. Was Tampa Bay Lightning, Boston Bruins at Amelie Arena in downtown Tampa wow. and what a great experience it was. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that, that's fun. That, that, that was a great, great time. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Fabulous. And fabulous arena to say the least. So, so yeah, we, we've arrived AP. It's like we are truly living the dream. It's like all the pain and missing of sports that we went through for so many months, which was as dark a time in the world of sports as has ever occurred since World War II, I would say, or 9-11. And now here it is, and I'd say now's a pretty good time to say, AP, you know, these leagues deserve a lot of credit. You know, the bubbles worked. Mm -hmm. Canada for hockey, Mm -hmm. Orlando for basketball, the NFL, I complimented them last week, reiterated again, it deserves weekly, you know, uh, hats off to the NFL because boy, they just stuck with their plan and are just rolling right along. And that, that to me, they deserve uh, all the credit in the world for it, how it's gone so far. They really do. And this is going back to the draft and free agency. They, they just, you know, stuck to the plan. Yes. And I, so good for them. Yeah, it's amazing, John, how this bubble situation with all these professional teams uh, seem to uh, keep folks healthy and uh, they were diligent, they had a good plan, and they, they carried and they executed, and John, somebody did some serious thinking 
when they yes. organized all this for these teams. And, you know, hats off to them. We salute them. And maybe it's a lesson for everyone else. Well, exactly. I think there's a big lesson to be learned here about the success of these bubbles in a broader sense for society. Uh, you know, we we need all the weapons we can get in this fight. And this is one <laughs> that, you know, is, is no, worth noting. It just is. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, it's been just remarkable and satisfying for everybody and, uh, you know, they got it done and it wasn't easy, you know, certainly soccer had some real problems. A couple teams had to go home in the early going down from Disney, had to leave Disney and, Mm -hmm. you know, they had their bumps in the road, but, you know, they stayed the course and, and here we are. And I guess bottom line, AP, I turn on the TV, I expect the game is going to be played. You know, which is was not the case less than two months ago. It just no. wasn't. No, I mean it was pretty shaky, John. Pretty much very in doubt. shaky. I mean, the coaches in college, especially, they were thinking, "Well, we might not have a season, and whole leagues are abandoning the idea." And now they have all resurfaced. Yep. You know, with the uh, the Pac-12, I think the last Power Five to make the announcement. Uh, I think. The, starting is it november 6th is that correct date something like that that's it ap and uh just to close out the show college football is having its bumps let's not forget that there's been some cancellations here just this past weekend so uh but you know it's moving forward generally but ap i just want to thank you for calling in and giving us your expertise as always thank you john it's my pleasure thank you You're welcome, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.